Welcome to the Dads on the Fly podcast. I'm Joshua Simmons. Dads on the Fly is brought to you by Trout Routes, the number one mapping resource for trout anglers. Turtle Box Audio, the loudest, most rugged outdoor speaker. And Catch Cam Nets, where you can build your own net. And I'm Caleb Simmons. Thanks for joining with me and my brother as we discuss fly fishing, fatherhood, and faith, and the intermingling of it all. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 126 of the Dad on the Fly podcast. I'm Caleb Simmons, joined as always by my brother Joshua Simmons. Joshua, what's going on, man? Dude, we are doing good. It's nice to uh, have a little break in the action um, for myself uh, and the fam. We've uh, gone through, a, the Simmons family has gone through uh, a successful basketball season, which for us means coaching my middle school team. And this year, also coached Corbin's peewee team which was eight and nine seven eight and nine year old girls so um we have successfully done that from november to now and today is the first day of that being done and it's uh gonna be a kind of a relaxing week next week we hope (laughs) that's good to hear man so uh dude let's just go ahead and dive in on that for just a minute before we talk about fishing so let's just tell everybody up front uh, we're doing a little different than we've done over the last several weeks this is the first episode of 2024 where it's just going to be joshua and i talking a little bit about some fly fishing stuff things going on with our families and uh so excited to be able to do this for a little bit with you guys so thanks for hanging out with us today all right so you coached you've coached girls basketball for how many years now? So that was my 16th complete season. So you yes. just finished your 16th season. Congratulations. Yes. You guys won the uh, tournament again. This is what, your fourth time winning it all? Yeah, that makes number four out of six. So I said one out of four. Dude, that's like, pretty good, man. You know, what is that? Four You're batting 250. I mean, that's pretty good. Two, two out of the last three. That's pretty so, awesome, So man. it's actually that's a lot pretty, better that's in the pretty last good. Uh, little bit. Yeah, but, uh, that's fantastic. No, nah, it was a cool group. We had a good time. Um, sometimes an athlete. I mean, you know, we don't talk about this a lot on the show, but I think both of us come from athletic backgrounds. Yeah. Um, which in some ways I feel like is why I'm not as competitive in fly fishing. I think this, I think we just found our topic for the day. So let's just keep going with this. I I really do. (laughs) Like it's so interesting. Um, I don't, if you, if you've, if you're not seeing the film, you know, Jesse asked me that question in that film sitting right here in my backyard, I'm looking at where we recorded the audio for the, for the video. And, and I can, I've watched it so many times now from all the different things we've done with it and all the promos and the. I remember my statement in there is like, we don't get competitive anymore. Maybe at first we used to, but I don't know, man. Fly fishing to me is, and maybe it's different for some guys, because I know a lot of people we've talked to on the show come from a background of athletics or super competitive, and so they stay that, and maybe that's why they get into guiding. Maybe that's why they get into even competitive fishing, but I have no desire to fish competitively at all. Um, I think it would be cool maybe to have a little, you know, knock around tournament like the guys up at Do South done maybe one time just for fun, like yeah. with people to raise money for a cause or something. But for me, fly fishing is so far from that because I think I'm so competitive in the sports that I've coached for uh, for the years I've been doing it at the middle school and, you know, now into um, coaching my daughter. And I don't know, what do you, what do you think? I mean, is that the same for you? You, you played – I mean, you played – not professional. Not professional. <laughs> I was a professional. Well, we and we're, Super Bowl last and night. we're recording this on Super Bowl uh, Sunday. Yeah. So yeah this but is you play like college football at a big time level, yeah. and you know, is fly fishing different for you? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, definitely, it's different. Um, you know, I've never really taken a lot of time to think about this, but as you said, we grew up in an extremely competitive household. Not like we weren't competitive. I felt like with each other a whole lot. You were so much older than me, but. We played sports. I mean, from the time we were 
four and five years old. So much older. I mean, four and a half years is not so much. I mean, I do turn forty this year, but we don't have you to. Were, like you were so at the much stage older where we never played on the same teams. Well, for true, we never. Um, we weren't even in the same leagues to where we could be on the same team. No, we didn't go to high school together. Exactly. So that's what I meant by so much older. Yeah, so but much older. We played, you know, some sports coming up, but as again, by the time I got to the age where I could beat you at everything, you had left. So very true. Good <laughs> point. And now um, we don't do anything athletically to get like. There's a lot of guys that like play in men's leagues, and yeah. I don't do any of that. I really don't either. I mean, I'm not against it at all. I just have no uh, desire to do it for their fish. Yeah, I mean, I went and. That's the that's the problem now is, you know, I got invited to play in like a little four-on-four four flag football league, and I did that for one season like 10 or 11 years ago, and that was a blast. Yeah. But then it's like, hey, if I've got time where I'm going to – I think that was also pre-kids. And so if I have time now where I'm going to do anything, I'm going to be on the water or at least doing something fly fishing related. But, yeah, I think, you know, we grew up so competitive. We grew up playing a lot of – competitive sports and i don't i don't know what it is i'm not really sure why that fly fishing is so appealing now um because you're right i i still don't i don't have that real like i want to beat everybody attitude when it comes to fishing yeah i don't even have an attitude of that when i go out now i have to catch like numbers of fish Mm -hmm. obviously i enjoy getting I mean, we'll talk about this. So, you know, last week, last week at this time, I was on the water last Sunday afternoon. I was on uh, the water with a good friend of ours, Doug, Doug from Mountain Fly Outfitters. That's correct, right? Mountain mm-hmm. Fly Outfitters, yeah. I don't want to say that wrong. Uh, who's opened a fly shop right here in Canton, which we're super excited about. And, you know, we, we caught a, a good number of fish. I was probably the low man on that trip for hook sets and actually fighting fish. But it was one of those things where we floated maybe four or three and a half, four hours. And as long as I was getting like, you know, a good a good fight every 30, 45 minutes, I was kind of happy, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I think that comes maybe from the fact that we don't get to do it every day, like as a guide or mm-hmm. every day as uh, it's just something we don't do. So as long as I'm out there, you know, getting kind of what I wanted um, out of the, the fishing experience, and it was cool. And, you know, these are stock fish. We're fishing DH stream. So it wasn't like I was doing something I wasn't knew I was going to be some successful. So I, I guess what I'm saying is it's, it's weird for me, you know, to start this off talking about coaching and and how competitive I can be in that aspect of things. Uh, I mean, obviously I've mellowed a lot in my years. I will say that. And so maybe that's just the same in fly fishing. Maybe so. I think that's the same for me. You know, you brought up a point though about coaching and that is something that's maybe that I've, as I sit here and think about this, that's kind of fitting that, coaching um uh what's the word mentality yeah I, I don't know uh it's just it's just kind of scratching that itch i guess that i like because i loved coaching you know i coached for a little while uh after I moved up here and started teaching and coach football and coached a couple other sports and and i love i do i actually love coaching but it's just not in the cards for me to be able to be in the coaching world right now although i'm probably about to kick off um coaching some little kids soccer here in the next few weeks. But I love that part. I love teaching kids, teaching, teaching anybody really something new and kind of making, trying to bring about something to where you get something out of a kid that maybe they didn't even know they had, or you get something, um, you know, you try to bring out the best in a kid or 
or even an adult for that matter, as you're coaching them. And I think that's one reason I love taking other people fishing so much. Well, it is kind of this thing where you're, you're quote unquote coaching them on how to cast. You're coaching them on how to set the hook. You're coaching them on how, and it's so funny. I took last Friday, uh, I took, uh, Tommy, uh, our worship leader at church and his wife, Ashley, and we floated down, uh, a DH stream here in Western North Carolina. And it was so funny. Uh, Tommy's wife, Ashley, she missed like four fish, like back to back to back, just like miss hook sets, miss hook sets, miss hook sets. And uh, Tommy started laughing at me because he was like, Oh, coach Simmons is about to come out. Cause next thing I know, you know, I'm, I'm not yelling, but I'm getting excited and I'm getting fired up and I'm like, Oh, you got to do it this way. And you got it, you know, and I, and I, he's like, you turned into coach Simmons there for a minute. And we laughed about that for a little while, but I think that is kind of hitting this, you know, like I said, it's scratching this itch for me to where taking other people fishing is a lot like is a lot like coaching. Yeah, but here's the thing for me that I, I'm kind of learning <laughs> is that coaching your own kid. Now I coach Foster in like AYSO soccer. Yeah, but for me that was I don't really know soccer, so I was just out there kind of being a dad. Yeah, that rolled some balls out and we kicked it back and forth. Uh huh. But see, like basketball, I know. Yeah, and so it kind of got a little different. And how I kind of coach my daughter, um, I think it was said multiple times by people from other like other gyms. They had no problem figuring out which one my daughter was because I kind of coached my daughter harder. Um, so when you think about it in terms of fishing, and we talk about taking kids fishing all the time, I think that's something we kind of got to be careful with. And I've seen this with my son some. Like I took him and his son, I took him and his buddy last Saturday, uh, just fishing right here on the pigeon, like right here in town. Yeah. We just floated our little stretch, uh, which they like to do. And, you know, Foster had this new fly rod he got for Christmas and he really wanted to catch a trout on it. And he did. He caught a, a nice little brown on a streamer. Sweet. Which is all he wanted to throw all day was a streamer that our buddy Kenny had tied for him and somebody had given him, Kenny's daughter in law had given it to him for Christmas. So he was pumped like a whole story about this yeah. one fish. But you have to, I guess putting the two together, it's made me think you, at the end of the day, you want to be your kid's dad. And if you become their coach, whether in sports or in fly fishing, that could lead them to not, like, I don't want my kid not to go because I'm over coaching him on the water. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I've really thought about that because Foster likes to, he, he casts too much. I keep trying to tell him. Yeah. And I think if somebody else took him, he might listen to them more than me. Yeah. Because I was like, dude, just let your he, – he wants to be so perfect. He likes to get that cast right in the right spot. I'm like, dude, just fish that cast, but he won't do it. And so sometimes, you know, the tension gets between your kid and you, and it gets – when they are a preteen, it gets even worse. And he's like – so we had a couple moments on that float where he got kind of frustrated. And I'm thinking about it now in terms of, like, basketball with my daughter. It's a – it's a really tough thing, man, that people – maybe you're out there listening, you coach your kid, or maybe you take them and maybe it's not sports. Maybe it's, you know, they play an instrument or they're a singer or they're in art or something that you're not necessarily good at, but you've kind of mentored them through. And I think that's a fine line that I'm trying to learn. And uh, it was a big reflective evening last night because we had a kind of a rough weekend to close out the basketball season with my nine-year-old. And uh, just to remember that she's nine and then thinking about taking foster fishing last weekend – Kind of the same thing. Like you want them to just have fun, and if the, you, I think the thing is, you want them to be successful, and so you're hoping that you can help make them successful. Which sometimes maybe it's just 
You just yeah. need to be their their father. Yeah. I think that we have to, as we're talking about this, so I'm about to start coaching the boys yeah. uh, in soccer here in probably the next couple of weeks, and kind of like you. Which is horrible because they play on Saturdays. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we can't fish. <laughs> just, I don't know when games are yet, so we'll figure that out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're, we're just not talking about that right now. We got another month before games. Okay, there we so, go. So we got a month of Saturdays. Maybe. Mar- we got a month of March. Okay, to, that'll work. To hopefully that'll, that'll get underwater some on Saturdays. But either way, as I think about this, because I'm the same way, I feel like I'm harder on my own kid, like when I coach, than I am on any other kids. Like if I take Reed fishing, if I took him and a buddy fishing, I'd probably be a lot harder on Reed than I would be on, on his friend that's with him. Yeah, I mean, I do it on everything. It's just yeah. A- academics, anything. I yep. think we kind of hold our kids to higher standards. Yep. But as you were talking about that, you were like, you said you want to try to set your kid up to where they're successful. Yeah. And so maybe, I don't know, I'm just spitballing here, and this may be stupid baloney that nobody needs to listen to. But maybe we need to try to redefine what success looks like. Oh, I think that's a great point. I think when I say successful, I mean, maybe I should restate it. It's not that I want my daughter to score all the points or that I want her I want her to learn from an experience. And to me, that's a success. And, you know, we've been doing a lot of stuff, and this kind of came up, I think, a little bit, and I can't remember what episode. Somebody we were talking to, we've just been reading so much stuff in my job about growth mindset and how to improve, like, kids improve and to not get set on, like, an identity of I am this and I am that. And I'm either this kid or that kid or I'm never going to be able to do this and that yeah. kind of thing. And so I think you're right. I think maybe that's not the best word is – not to make them, I don't know, not to have them successful, but to have them in a, to see them grow, yeah. to see improvement in whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. So if we think about this, you know, in sports, as a, as a parent who's about to coach my sons, you know, yeah. you've had a lot of experience with this recently. Well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what do you think should be kind of the, the goal as I, you know, if, if, if growth is the goal, so how do we how do we practically? Well, see, I think I did a better that. job in soccer when Foster was nine and ten and eleven than I did in basketball because I didn't know what I was doing in soccer. Yeah. So I just made sure like everybody had fun. I made sure that everybody knew each other's teammates' names. I made sure that everybody you know, felt like they were a part of the team. And I tried to do that in basketball, and I really feel like I do a better job in middle school because I I don't know because I'm not coaching my kid, but yeah. trying to get them to a certain place. I feel like I did better in a sport I didn't know because I don't know soccer. I'm kind of like Ted Lasso when it comes to soccer. <laughs> um, like the I finally learned all sides at the end of the year or whatever. Yeah. But I think you have to just make them enjoy it. They have to enjoy it. And there were days when, you know, I mean, there's always going to be day. I think when they're not, I just had to remember that I'm coaching seven, eight, nine-year-olds instead of 13 or 14-year-olds. Yeah. And there's a little bit of a difference. And, you know, you're going to coach what reads what. Eight, seven. Seven, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, in the, the day, it's like that Brian Regan joke. They just care about the snow cone at the end of the game. <laughs> For sure. I think, uh, you know, as I, as I think about this, and I think part of the reason you were – it's harder in basketball is, like you said, you know it so well. So, there's so much more that you can critique, that you know how to make it better. You know how to encourage her to get better. And so, it probably felt like you saw her – potential and even maybe like the rest of your kids on the team or whatever. Well, I think you saw their potential so much more. And so like you could see how they could critique and get better. And, and you know, in soccer, you didn't, I think one of the worst it. things you can do as a parent is compare your kid to other kids. Mm. I think that may be what the worst thing that you can try to do. And in me, 
because I've coached so many kids for 16 years and, and I'm can be bad to do that. And I have to remember that, you know, Corbin is Corbin. That's my daughter. Corbin is Corbin. And she's not like any of these other players I used to play for. And she does it too. Cause she's been around our middle school teams for so long. She kind of like wants to emulate these people, which I mean, some of that's great and they have great personalities and you want, but you want your kid to be your kid and them to kind of develop their own identity really yeah. and whatever they're doing, whether yeah. it's fly fishing or soccer or the flute or writing or drawing, whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's important. Uh, I, I read a, my principal sent me an article, um, and I don't know if we're allowed to do this. It's like from a news outlet. Are we allowed to do that? What's the copyright rules here? I mean, we can we can copyright. I mean, if we'll just put the article in the show notes. And well, we wanna, you may not like it, to. so I mean, <laughs> <laughs> or we could. I mean, if we don't put it in the show notes, now everybody knows. No, uh, but I mean, we yeah. can we can just quote who it is. Um, well, I don't even know. I have to go back and look. But it's just something they talked about. Uh, this is the psych- psychologist twenty years studying how to care for and raise good humans, and um, one of the things was that. Uh, that that growth mindset piece I was talking about, the experience of getting things right. Sometimes we push too many people for getting things right. So, hey, you're doing well, but you're not completely there. And I think we just sit this huge thing with kids is they have to be there at a certain time, and they really don't. Like, everybody grows different. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to surround them in a place that you don't want to put kids in a spot where they get so worked up about a certain situation that they're like not happy at the end of the day. And I think that maybe happened a few too many times for my daughter. And so I'm trying to work on it. Yeah. So what would you say to the person who is maybe listening to this? And because I know some people push back on this a lot of like, you know, that kind of teaching that growth mindset stuff and saying, well, they need to learn from their consequences. They need to learn, you know, when they fail, it's good for them to no, fail. It is. It's, and I they need to is. learn from those things. And so I need to be hard on them and I need to be tougher on them and I need to push them to be better because they could be better than that. You know, I know there's probably maybe some people who are hearing this and thinking that, what, what would you maybe say to that? I think you do have to be, I mean, I'm no expert on this stuff. I think you do no, have to push. It's just me and you. Yeah, I, I, do, <laughs> I do think you have to want them to, fa- I mean, kids are going to fail. I think the problem that we see too much and I work in a middle school is that failure shuts kids down. Failure should really push them forward. So instead of, like, whether it's a failure on a test or a failure in a game or a failure on – say they try out for something, they don't make it, whatever it is. Like, the you know, middle school sports teams, kids try out for stuff for the first time, they don't make it. If failure shuts them down, I think our society teaches that because we see all these failure stories – And we don't ever look at, well, look what they did. But really, all the people who do things out in the world, whether it's, you know, Super Bowl Sunday quarterbacks or business owners, whatever, they failed at something. Like, none of these guys walked out there and did it the first time. And, I mean, mean, I would you got a quarterback starting the game tonight. He was the last pick of the NFL draft. I don't think people think that he was – sure, he probably failed at some things, and people are seeing that that was a a story. So I kind of adopted this thing of failing – failing forward like you fail to get better and it's okay and don't focus on the failure so much as what you learn from the experience and you it's oh i mean in life there are things in fish fishing's a little different see and that's where it's different for me like fishing is <laughs> i don't what is a failed that to me there cannot be a failed fishing trip like if i take my son fishing and we don't catch anything but we're on the water for three hours in the boat or raiding or whatever it's still a success yeah and so to me, that's why I think this comes back to where we started. I'm not super competitive because I'm not trying to, I don't know if I'm trying to accomplish anything more than just being outside. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I when we, I, I don't know if I answered that question. No, well, I, <laughs> maybe think of another question. So in order to teach our kids, this is very interesting, by the way. We had no idea we were going here. here I still we got some other stuff to talk about later. But, so. <laughs> well, this has been wonderful, right. so I'm enjoying it. If you think about like teaching your kids to fail forward, like what? What does that look like practically? You think? Oh, I don't think like, I did a great. You, I don't know if I did a great job yet. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, that's what me. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what do you think that looks like? Like, you know, I mean, at the case in point, you know, so much research has been put on this about like the drive home from the game and how important that is for a kid. So, if you're trying to teach your kids, like, yeah. you know, say they had a bad game, they had a bad night. What does that look like as a dad? It wasn't a great. I mean, we had some rough ones this year. <laughs> uh, we had a silent one that was probably the longest one, and yeah. it wasn't good. Um, but luckily, like, she fell asleep. So yeah. uh, I really try not to. I don't do a great job of it, but I really, really try for my own child to not talk about the game the entire way home. I yeah. really try. Now, it's hard sometimes something will come up, but I really try. I've not been perfect at it, but I really try not to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, this afternoon, you know, like last yesterday was kind of a rough day sports wise. And so I just said, I told her last night when I took Corbin in, Hey, whatever we want to do moving forward with basketball, I want us to like pretty much not talk about basketball for two weeks. I don't even want to talk yeah. about it. and just say, we'll reset and see what you want to do. If you want to work out, you know, and and I think finding the balance between a nine year old and you guiding a nine year old is really hard. And I see that a lot with parents and kids because um I mean I tell my parents every year at my parent meeting, let me coach your kid, you be their parent. Yeah. But then that's really hard when it's You're I both. Just, yeah. yeah, it's hard to do that when you're both and I didn't probably do a great job. But you know, it, there is a lot of research that kids hate ride home, um, rides home. But I think a lot of that comes from a world we've created and I don't this is not a sports podcast. But <laughs> A lot of that's the world we. A lot of this world's created because people spend so much money. Yeah, and they've invested, and now they're like, "Well, I spent all this money, and I did." Da, 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 and you I've driven you all over the country, brother, yeah. and you know, you, you know, were staring at the screen, or you were, you know, staring at the guy in the stands when the ball came to you, and you dribbled off your foot because, I, and I spent all this money, I've spent all these private lessons, and yada yada, and so. I mean, I feel like some things I'm grounded in. Sometimes I just get caught up in the moment, and there were some times I got caught up in the moment, but um. You know, just self uh, – I don't want to read this article wrong, but this – it's a really short article. We could post it in the notes, but um, – and I, I pronounced this word wrong earlier, so I don't want to say it. It's efficacy. Is that correct? Sure. Okay. So this is just – self-esteem might say I'm amazing, but inner efficacy says I have what it takes to figure this out and achieve what I set out to do. Mm. So those are two different things. Yeah. And that's what this is all about. Like this whole article is about inner efficacy mm. and how – if we could teach kids that. And me and my wife talked about it. Like me and Laura talked about it today. I think we still have time to do a better job in some things. Some things we've done great at and but you don't want your kids to just shut down. That's that's the kicker for me. Like mm -hmm. wanting them to just I have the ability to do this, but some things take harder work than others. Whether it's and I think maybe that's a reason for maybe that's a lesson for fly fishermen too, because some of this stuff's hard, man. Yeah. Like I mean I don't well, I mean, I think about the guys who like want their kids to fish with them, but it's like you said, I think sometimes when we take our, I know I'm guilty of this. When I take my boys fishing, um, you know, they mess something up. They do something wrong. I kind of go into coach mode and critique, 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 critique like crazy. And, uh, instead of just sitting back and letting them learn how to do it on their own and then letting them learn like when it's hard, when it's tough, when it's difficult, when 
you know, you get caught in the trees when you get hung up, when you do all the crazy stuff that happens when we go fly fishing with kids that like, all right, this is, this is a learning opportunity. This is a chance to grow. This is, this is a chance to realize, okay, this is hard, but I can do hard things. And so I'm going to try hard to, to, to get better at it. Yeah. And I mean, the, they have four steps in this article, how to help kids, how to help kids build inner efficacy. And I want to read this. We're going to share this. It's really short. Sure. And the first thing is to encourage them to try something they're not immediately good at. Mm. And that's huge, it's, man. Yeah, like huge, people yeah. don't do that in society. Well, we don't naturally do that. I mean, nobody wants to try stuff. But, but that's, that's fly fishing. Yeah. People. No, I agree. So set, take maybe success, not the best word, but even if you're going to take, if you're going to take somebody fishing for the first time, you're not going to take them at 4,500 feet on a blue line stream <laughs> with rhododendrons everywhere to try to catch brook yeah, trout. You're not. You're going to take them to a DA stream and let them get a tug of a fish and experience that. That's what we do with kids. That's yeah, what we've told sure. people on the show. Take kids somewhere they can have early success. Teach them how to catch panfish on the fly. Let them feel that tug. Yeah. Have a great time, right? Yep. And then if they want to do the other stuff, yeehaw. But nobody's immediately good at that. Um, and, uh, you know, the second thing is clarify to correct. Uh, and then the third thing is praise with specificity. Uh, specificity. Sorry. Specificity. Yes. Spe- Golly, we can't Spe- talk. Spe- yeah. Specifically. Yeah, yeah sure. Like whatever. That. Yeah. When it's earned and then, uh, you know, point out strategy and different things like that. And so I think all of That's that. That's cool. That's interesting. This is a good article to yeah. like talk about fly fishing and parenting because it's, it's just good research. But thinking about how we, whether your kids want to fish with you or you know, and, and Corbin even said, like, it was funny last night. She was like, Daddy, I, I, she had, she's like, I had really fun playing today. <laughs> she, you know, she wasn't her best time on the court, but she didn't care. Like, yeah. she's just having fun, so she's nine. And I think that's the thing, too, to remember at that age. You know, I think we, kids get so, we try to teach competition early on. In my opinion, sometimes a little too early. It is, and last because, year, you know, I purposely didn't put her in yeah. a league that was, like, super competitive and, this year I did, and I think it's because I this was the right place for her, but yeah. we didn't really care about wins and losses so much. It's just like improvement mm-hmm. and skill improvement and skill development. And Dude, there's so much research, and I've re- watched so much stuff about how in basketball specifically, and it's not a basketball podcast either, but in Europe they do such a better job of they practice for like six days and play for one. And in America, in AAU travel ball world, we practice once and play 27 games. Yeah, And it's like it's a huge deal, man, and – Kind of go back into just leaning all this back into fishing. I've heard a lot. Of, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts because I'm not. I didn't have many practices this week. I'm not even have more practice next week. So I'm coming home like this is a podcast. And I because I just want to do this saltwater thing more. Maybe this summer in the fall and when I can set up some trips. You go to these lodges and you know we talked to Kyle at the beginning of the year. And these guys, it's the same thing. They want to do like nine trips, but they don't want to practice. Mm. So they show up and they can't cast. Yeah. Or or you show up and you. It's like tying flies. Yeah. Like if I don't practice tying flies and I just want to tie some flies before I go fishing the weekend and I'm not good at it, and we just performance, performance, performance instead yeah. of all the stuff behind the scenes. Mm. Um, so, you know, it was, it's kind of a cool thing that we just can kind of blend those two. Uh, and thinking about it was just how my daughter, how we reacted a little bit to each other, and then sometimes how me and my son get into it more on when <laughs> we're out fishing because, and he still has fun. You know, oh, yeah. That was, but he's he's easy. Like he's they're, not super competitive. Don't be too hard on yourself. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Like they're they're doing awesome. Yeah, I mean they they do a good job. It's I'm I'm super hard on trying to make sure I don't want I don't ever want my kids not to want to do something because of how I 
mm. was in the moment or whatever. Yeah. But like last week, he was happy. He caught that one. We took him fishing right here. And he, he caught that one fish, and he was fine. Thrilled. Like he had didn't a story. care. Like you said, he had a story. Like to he tell. missed three, but he didn't care because he had a story. He's there got a go. picture, new fish, new rod. We're good. Yep. And uh, and that was pretty cool. But uh, you know, all of that encompasses kind of what we're what this show should be about. And we haven't talked about this lately. We have a lot of cool guests on. We've talked to. We got some lined up too, man. We got two, I think, holding right now, right? Yeah, that we've yeah. already recorded, and um, some other some other big kind of names and some different species of fish that we're kind of learning about. But I think sometimes this show needs to come back to what it started as, which is, you know, we we don't ever want to get away from the fact that it's it's dads on the fly. And I said this one episode, we get focused on just trying to. Sometimes we. Well, obviously, we love all these people. And whatever, we think like, hey, we have this dude probably get some pretty good listens or there'll be big numbers. But, you know, at the end of the day, we started this because me and you were having all these conversations on the water and, you know, we thought we'd record some and maybe it'll encourage other people. Yeah, I think this is one of them for sure. Yeah. And uh, I think this has been great. Well, dude, thanks for sharing all that. We really had no desire and then we hit record and this is kind of where the conversation went and no, in true dad's fly fashion. Send it to my boss, even though he may or may not listen to it, but you know, <laughs> so, he sent me that article. So. No, it's a cool it's article. We'll make sure to a post it. A lot of reflection the last 24 hours yeah, to for 48 sure. hours for me. Yeah. Um, just well, how to continue to do that. I think anybody who is a dad will benefit from this because we all are trying to we we're coaching our kids in something no matter what and in most cases i mean we are trying to help our kids be successful in certain areas whether that's sports whether it's fly fishing whether that's you know what other extracurriculars they're in if it's you know music or, or whatnot which by the way reed's picked up playing the guitar he just started guitar lessons this week which oh, is wow, pretty, pretty fun. fun so yeah so whatever it is that we're trying to teach and coach our kids up in i think that is so important kind of what you're getting at like building that that self-efficacy of trying to learn how to do hard things and get better at doing hard things is so important to keep in mind. And so I think that's something we all can, can challenge ourselves to be better at of, you know, not just trying to teach them how to be good so they can be successful. And a lot of times we try to live vicariously through them. We try to make them better than maybe we were, and we want better things for them. When the end of the day, we're, we're just trying to, we're trying to build good humans, man. We're trying to build. <laughs> here's the thing. People. Here's the thing, man. Like I'm so, I'm so bad at this. This was one of the things that makes me so mad at myself. Cause I get caught up in a moment. Oh yeah. Like my daughter, it's like the beginning of the year, like she did some things. I was like, dang, she might actually be decent. She might be pretty good at this basketball thing. And then you think she, like, for a nine-year-old, she's not bad. I know. But then you think like, dang, like she might can play in high school. Yeah. <laughs> like, dang. Like, we they're, like, they're automatically, oh, right? Like, what yeah. am I doing? And this is the th same thing <laughs> Dude, I tell my parents to thing. stop doing that I coach. <laughs> like, just let them play and chill. And then I flip it. And as a parent, I'm doing the same. Well, maybe if we got in this, yeah. if I paid for this camp, maybe I did it. I'm like, Dude, shut up. Just let <laughs> her play. Nine. Let her be nine. And then like tomorrow, let's do flips on the trampoline and just be nine. Yes. And, but it's the same thing with anything. Like Foster did some really good things academically one year, and I'm like, oh man, maybe he could get like scholarships. Again. Yeah, like slow down, <laughs> slow man. Down. It's like let's, let's just go fishing down. tomorrow. Let's yeah. just have a that's a good point. Have a hamburger like or a know, chicken tender and be done. That's like when your kid throws a ball for the first time. You know, yeah, when they're like eight months old and they chuck a ball, and you're like, holy cow, they're gonna be the next great Nolan Ryan or you know the next great Tom it's Brady. So bad. <laughs> we, which you know, we we see the best in our kids a lot of times so we want good we want such good things for them. and maybe that's why fishing is so great because foster can go out there and he can throw a 50 foot cast on a dry fly to a rising trout and catch it and i don't turn around and say oh man he's gonna be on the <laughs> professional fishing tour because he's not yeah it's just having fun right yeah, exactly that, that may be it like uh, I mean, you don't have all point. this world to look at saying yeah. oh he's gonna go work for orvis and be the next <laughs> no he's not he's just having fun fishing and maybe that's what it is that maybe makes fly so. fishing so good for us that's and just probably fishing could, in general being outside 
because it doesn't matter like what yeah. that kid did with a fly rod no matter what he did if he went out tomorrow and we were on a lake somewhere and he yeah. was casting 90 feet i'm not gonna enter him into some contest i'm we're just gonna have a good time whereas the minute you think in other worlds and it's because like we see it man it's what's glorified out there on whether it's social media or television or marketing or whatever whether yeah. it's instruments or man look at this phenomenon and uh so yeah it's been fun i mean I, we did decide you know there was a minute where i thought middle of the season that uh i was maybe going to try to do a little team for corbin to play on the summer stuff and <laughs> toward the end of the year i was like nope she's we're just not ready like we're yeah take a break. Exactly. we're not gonna do that we're just gonna go Don't hang out that. my for kid so here's another cool thing so my son is really into him and his buddy this is, this is great i'll have to send this to this buddy's mom he's been staying at his buddy's house a couple of days i had to drive a bus after school and they've uh started building this fort yeah like in the woods heck yeah and they built they're not gonna show you this picture i'll, I'll have to, show to see you. this thing they built a fire with two rocks and made like a little oven <laughs> that's awesome they were like cooking all these so the other night in I this fort him, that they built in the woods yeah like Dude, right that's so that's like that takes like perfect childhood that's so much great that's awesome and so he's like dad man we really want to camp up there i was like whoa like with no adult, not gonna happen. But I was like, if you over spring break, if you want me to take your buddies, y'all been doing this with camping. He's like, man, that'd be so fun. So now he just really wants to go camping, and Heck that's yeah. been been really cool. And those are the things that I think. And that's when I say I'm not doing like some another basketball team during the middle of summer stuff. Yeah. I want to try to do some more stuff, yeah, man, like that with our kids because I think that's where you really kind of are present with them. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's no like consequence. We're not trying to yep. do something great. That's cool, man. Well, Joshua, this has been fun. It's been a fun conversation. We didn't even talk about the stuff that we had planned to talk about. Yeah, but I don't how, know if we, you want to talk about. Well, that I want to talk about just a couple of things. Yeah, in case, what we got going if on? you did listen to this to to fly, if you haven't turned it off yet, and you want to <laughs> talk about <laughs> to talk about actual fly, fly fishing um, for a little bit, I just yeah. wanted to say a couple things. One, I learned last Sunday that when you fish with a guide. You're gonna learn some stuff. Yeah, um, these dudes who do this all the time, they, it's like they know they know exactly like they know how doing. to fish, right? Yeah. In that, and I think Doug would be okay with saying it, it wasn't something I was doing crazy different, but he did know where some fish were holding. And so I just want to let some folks know if they're coming up here in the winter, maybe in the next month or so before the temperatures really get up. Uh, trout are still pretty hungry. They are lethargic in the wintertime. They have kind of gotten their holes and kind of sat there. Um, I know you took some guy to uh, Tommy's wife, and y'all had some marginal success. Yeah. You know, talk about missing fish, but seem to be, man, just deep nymphs behind a – that's kind of where we're at right now, and yep. I don't know if you saw the same thing. Yeah, same thing, man. I mean, we were we were double nymph fishing, um, just casting out there with some, you know, bobber on top, deep getting in the deep holes as best we could. That's where we caught all our fish mainly. Uh, we had a, I had a couple – it was a warmer day. We had a couple chases on some streamers, which was fun, which is – I always love doing. And uh, – but – Yeah, really that, that was a success. question I was going to ask you. Yeah. You know, there are some people who are like streamer – that's what I'm gonna do today. Yeah, uh, which is what Foster's more determined than me. He's like, "Damn, I'm doing yeah. the streamer." I mean, dude, he threw a streamer fun. that whole two hours. That's what he determined to do, and he caught a couple fish. Yeah. Well, he caught, he missed one, caught one, but he was like, "I am fishing this streamer," and that was cool. And I let him have at it. I think for me, I, th- this is a question I'll ask you. So, you know how I don't love, like, I don't love bobber fishing. Yeah, <laughs> because it's yeah. But makes you feel like you're a kid and you chunk the bobber in the pond again and just waiting for it to go it down. It does. And there are people out there who say, well, that's not really fly fishing. And they may or may not be right. I don't care. My point was I needed a couple of fly rod fights. And I knew that at that day, because I started off streamer fishing that day and yeah. I kept streamer on probably longer than the other two guys. 
And then after I saw like all the broad Fish bands, I was like, dude, I just needed like <laughs> something about some it. Tug. I just needed some tug. And so I was like, I'm going to just adjust and go with it. Yeah. And so like, do you ever feel, do you ever get bored with? <sighs> Here's the thing. If I catch, you know, if I've caught 10 to 15 12 inch fish yeah yeah i'm probably switching to streamer just to, just to try, try to get a big new. one but um i mean not even just to try just something, something new, different just yeah. like to get something exciting going um i'm i'm kind of like your son though man i love streamer fishing it's so much i do too the excitement of it is but just there are the some places on that water that we both oh, the floated, stretch we were you, on it's easy you it's, know where the holes are and for here's the get, thing i was gonna tell you i learned remember yeah. when we went with jesse yeah same stretch of river mm-hmm um, and we had a really good day streamer fishing right there. Yeah. Like, like 45 minute right before dark stretch. Mm-hmm. But the water was like three foot lower. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. That's kind of what I was learning. Yeah, you got to get deep. You got to get where they're at. And even with a streamer, I mean, I had some sink tip line on stuff, but you you weren't, no, those fish this time fish. of year are not going to, unless they're in low, low water. Mm-hmm. And we didn't, they were releasing water on the dam. So there was plenty of water. So you pretty much had to, and that put just made me face. put in my brain, like as I'm learning to do some of this stuff, the more yeah. I'm, Kind of making a mental note. Maybe you don't stream. The streamer fish is not going to be as good, but some people may do it anyway. Like they may cast streamers regardless. Yeah, there's people who are dry fly only enthusiasts as well, and you know, teach their own. Really hard yeah. this time of year. I think I, I don't see a lot of people. Now there is. I did listen to a podcast by our buddy Mac, and I want to have him on recently because he was talking about swinging wet flies. Oh yeah, that'd be. Fun. And I want to learn how to do that more. Yeah. It's not something I've done, and so I think maybe that would be kind of a cool something Next that step. might work. That it's not bobber fishing. Yeah. Um, so I'm really hoping to get Mac on when he's done with his show season. So it'd give us another, cause we're on these tailwaters and you know, we're, we're catching these stock fish this time of year yeah. and it kind of is what it is. I, I will tell you though, man, as soon as it get that one day when it was 60 and I was at work, I just so wanted to go small oh, fishing, right. yeah, but I was already to go small fishing just too. to see what happens. I started, I spent, so yesterday, uh, we had our, we had our niece in yeah. town and I was hanging out with all the kids yesterday. Me and Sally, we had three kids in the house. So I was just told her, I was like, you know, I'm gonna hang out and be around and whatever but they uh they kept each other entertained so much so i spent golly dude i spent the longest i've ever spent probably behind my vice yesterday just That's tying awesome. up so many bugs my well i was looking at my um i was looking at my uh that was another thing about when you t- learn to take people fishing you you go through flies a lot quicker yeah, but good point. <laughs> so, um so i was looking at my boxes and i was like man these things are getting kind of kind of low and I'm I'm such a weirdo when it comes to my fly boxes, man. Like I want them to be organized and like have the same amount of flies of each type yeah. and all this stuff. And such such a good. You were tying mainly stuff. trout flies yesterday. Yeah, I taught I tied a ton of trout flies, and then by the end of the day, I was like, dude, I want to start tying some gnarly streamers again. Yeah. So um so hopefully we'll be able to do the smallmouth thing again this year, but, man. I'm stoked as it's. But here's what we're right. gonna do this year: smallmouth wise, we've already talked about it a little bit. Yep. We know. I think. For a while, we wanted, like last year, we kept wanting that like 50 fish day, and we never yeah. kind of got it. I so part of that was where we were going. I know, but, yeah. but well, maybe. But we kind of got, there was a couple days where we had some good success, and we knew this water's real local. So I think this year, we're going to challenge ourselves to hit some newer water, oh, yeah. and maybe not have the expectation of big count days, but just to kind of learn some different water yeah. and see we'll what see happens. And into. so there's two floats. For sure that I want to do. Oh yeah, and we've already uh, we've already set a trip in June for a, a different state to do some small mm-hmm. fishing. So uh, that's going to be a cool time too, man. So think that's just kind of where we're at. And I think what goes back to it is because if I'm streamer, if I'm smallmouth fishing, I'm not bobber fishing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I'm it's just more active. I've drifted I mean, something, or I've throwing streamers. I've covered yeah. a lot of water. 
and Dude, uh, no, I don't hate on the bobber stuff. No, I mean, I, it's okay. It. Do like, it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll I'll do it all the time. I mean, I'm probably gonna take my kid Saturday. Heck yeah, and he's gonna awesome. do it for shoot yeah, however long he wants sure. to. That's awesome. Well, Josh, this has been fun, man. Thanks for sharing all that stuff, being transparent about all these things, and uh, you know, I think it's something that we all wrestle with as dads. Is we're trying to teach our kids and coach our kids into new things. Um, I think it's stuff to try to be mindful of, of trying to, you know, really teach them more about how to learn and how to grow and how to get better instead of just trying to hit those, like, like you were saying, like, we think kids have to hit a certain benchmark at a certain time. When that, that benchmark is so fluid and it moves up and down for each kid. And yeah, so it's, it's crazy. Like, you don't, this is such a bad, I'll just be totally transparent. This is such it. a bad thing to say. But, like, my daughter, you know, she, we worked hard. We did some things earlier, and I was like, man, I, I wonder what such and such player that's, like, really good in college looked like when they were not. Did you Google it? No. <laughs> well, I might I might have YouTube to YouTube see if I can find some clips, yeah. which is horrible. Yeah, I Like, understand. it's so bad, yeah. and I'm just trying to see if I'm doing the right things. Yeah. But, look, why do I get so worried about that when it should just be like, does she enjoy it? Does she want to come home? And it's the same thing with fishing. Do they enjoy it? Yep. No, okay, I spent the last 45 minutes getting them untangled three times. And I took those two kids, fit, you yeah. know, it, but you just got to know it going in. Yeah. And you think, well, dang, we've been doing this, Foster, for four years now. Why, Why are you still, still getting tangled? Yeah. Well, because he hasn't casted a rod since November. Yeah. Um, keep that in mind. You know, he's 12. He's going to get tangled. There's going to be things that are going to happen. He's yep. going to be stubborn about wanting to put that streamer in the right spot over and over again. But, you know, man, parenting is just so – frustrating but so fun at the same time yep. sometimes <laughs> and sure. uh it's just one of those things that this was just a learning experience for me we don't know what next going to happen next year i do have some feelers out with some uh former players of mine that i'm trying to talk into maybe them doing it because there is a point where i would really love to be a dad yeah and i know that's going to come because like when she plays and she's older um and like i did it with foster and soccer this year because yeah you know i didn't have to i can just be a dad and yep but there's also like certain things you just want your kid to learn and you feel like at some point maybe i don't want to say i'm the you're the best for it you just want to keep them in a good spot and that's kind of where we were so you never know what might happen but when it comes to fishing i think that's where i need to that's what kind of just reflected on don't try to coach too much in fishing maybe if they're adults yeah coach them but uh, if they want to be if they want to be coach just let them have a good time um but winter fishing's fun guys if you're coming up we got another Listen, episode we're gonna do soon. Winter fishing, in my opinion. Yeah. If you can find these sixty degree degree sixty degree it's not winter days fishing really, in though. January and February, man, yeah. golly, it's my it's one of my favorite times. Yeah. Ago. We got because there's nobody on the water. And anymore. we got another episode you and I are gonna do. I don't know when, but uh, about some things that you know. Speaking of coaching, that maybe you and I might be getting into some more coaching avenues. But uh, anyway, we also got to see if we're gonna do a fall retreat. For I'm not people. even sure what plan you have right now. No, I'm like sure the things we've talked about possibly doing. Okay. Um, you know, you all maybe right. in the fall, me we'll in the see. spring, or whatever. We'll just we'll see. see. But I don't want to go into that at all right now. And I just want to let everybody know that we really appreciate you listening to this episode. We really uh, appreciate the continued support for Dads on the Fly. If you haven't checked out the video, please go do it. It's on uh, Backwater, uh, fly, Backwater Fly Fishing on Jesse Mills' uh, YouTube page. And you can also see it on our Instagram. Uh, always reach out, folks, if you're listening. You know, we know the numbers, kind of who listens. And we know the people we talk to and who, who kind of gets – and we love to just continually reach out to people and talk to them. We've got some folks that have reached out. And, uh, and that's another thing. We, we've we got an episode we're going to do soon with just another listener, man, just another guy yeah, who you know, is not a big name in the fly fishing stream, but he's a passionate dad and passionate in the flying community. 
And so I think that's something I want to make sure we continually do because we're not just, we are going to have some cool folks that all the folks we have are cool, but we're going to have some that have, you know, a bigger kind of spotlight than others, but that doesn't matter. It's what the show should be. It's dad's on the fly. It's on the fly and who we are. Just nobody important. Yeah, man, for sure. Love it. Well, uh, thanks everyone for checking out this episode of Dad's on the Fly. Hope it was beneficial for you. And hey, if you enjoyed this, maybe you know a friend or a buddy or somebody who would enjoy it as well. Shoot it to them in a text. Uh, let them know you're checking it out. And we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear a rating or review. Um, we Those keep coming, and that's the reason we keep doing this show. Uh, maybe you've got some experience as well with coaching your own kids, and you want to share some insight that you've got. We'd love that kind of stuff, so share it with us, and maybe we'll pop it in another episode here in the future. But uh, thanks, for everyone, for checking out this episode of the Dads and Fly podcast. And until next time, tight lines. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dads and Fly podcast. We hope this conversation has inspired or encouraged you as a parent or an angler. To learn more about Dads on the Fly, you can find us at dadsonthefly.com or at Instagram or Facebook at Dads on the Fly. Yeah, we'd always love it if you leave us a rating or review uh, as it helps get our word out about uh, the podcast. And if you like this episode, make sure to shoot a message and share it with a friend.